Guys, it's that time again. Step in the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history, Jazz Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis. I am Nubby the Amazing Turtle. Yeah, it's Nubby, true. we uh, um, we're gonna talk about it in the main event of SCW's results and everything, but we were all fooled. They were all manipulated. They were all lied to. But not shocked. Oh, yeah, you're right. It wasn't shocking. It was just... It, it was a weird ending. It was a, it was an ending, honestly. Um, it's an ending that I hope to find an answer to by listening to the Power Hour tomorrow. And, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to what my question is, uh, when we talk about the main event, uh, of SCW's, uh, Winter Warfare that happened this past weekend. Guys, uh, we're gonna do our predictions for Royal Rumble. Uh, we gotta get that done tonight, uh, because Royal Rumble is this Saturday. We're gonna go over the results of SCW, and then I believe Nubby, we talked about it on Saturday, but there are two shows happening this week, and we gotta go over match cards for, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, also, I don't know, where you're recording that, I'm assuming you got the 30th anniversary of Raw on your TV? Uh, I do have it, yes. Okay, awesome. Don't share anything with me because I want to watch it without spoilers. So don't tell me anything that happens on the TV. Well, uh, it'll be kind of hard to see from where I'm at. I have a, all the stuff that I put on this table yeah. is, is on my <laughs> entertainment center now. Mm. And then it'll go back on this table. <laughs> on top of my laptop because I have nowhere to put stuff right now. I swear well, I cleaned this place and then all of a sudden Walgreens exploded. <laughs> well, I, I do know that there's supposed to be a couple people who are returning to uh, Raw. They're doing the um, uh, the acknowledgement of Roman Reigns and I think there's supposed to be more of the uh, Samoa family being there. Uh, I can only assume it's like Rikishi, The Rock, um, maybe Nia Jax. Uh, Tamina. Tamina, thank you. Uh, Wild Samoans. And uh, maybe, maybe Jay's wife, uh, fucking uh, useless face. Who's the girl that walked? Who's the girl that walked out with Sasha Banks? Um. Oh, Naomi. 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 Yeah. Uh, so that that's supposed to happen, uh, I believe, tonight. Um, I saw an article actually talk, uh, that The Rock did, um, uh, him being asked about wrestling at WrestleMania, and not sure if it's going to be a work to be a surprise or not or anything, but he said that he don't believe that he'll be in uh, ring shape for this WrestleMania, so that may be out the window. It could it could be a work. 
it could 100% be a fucking work. Um, but, uh, we, uh, I mean, I, I know a lot of the other wrestling podcasts have probably already talked about it. Maybe it's a little bit late. But to pay respects, uh, we can mention, uh, the passing of Jay Briscoe. Uh, that happened, uh, I think actually it was like maybe the day after we recorded the last show. Cause I know we didn't talk about it on the last show. Yeah. Um, it, so. it was, it, uh, the news broke out while the power hour was recording. And oh, yeah, they got the, true. they got, they got the news during their interview. Right towards the end of the interview with Quinn Whitrock, and um, I have to say it was a fun interview. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do. It was uh, um, probably a good interview. Uh, you you heard some good stories from Quinn Whitrock. Um, Quinn, uh, you know what's weird? It's what's weird about him is uh, I don't think you would tell just by looking at him, but uh, he probably has the most articulate, clear, professional voice. I've ever fucking heard from a wrestler in my life. His voice doesn't belong with his body. Like, dude can narrate fucking books. Yeah. Like, I'm listening to him and I'm like, wow, that fucking, that, that dude, fucking hell, hell yeah, listen to him, man. He so looks was, like he could have a high-pitched voice, just a tad. Oh, no, he's very, like, very low, or just sounds intelligent, honestly. You know, yeah, like you said, he can narrate. There we go. Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're doing over there, but I can hear myself echo once in a while. Your sh- your shit's garbage, bro. Fix it. Man. I'm totally kidding. You sound perfect. What is, you, you're working me. Are you working me again? That's I do hear. Now I do hear a little bit of uh, myself uh, every once in a while, but it's not that big of a deal. We're not that professional yet. Yet. Uh, we're going to do the predictions on the Royal Rumble. Before we do that, I remind all of you that this episode of Just Regressing, the JFW podcast, is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. Carter Comics has it all. Go to CarterComics.com, fill up your cart with all their amazing comics. Save 10% on your order just by using the promo code. I'm sorry, the discount code. Freaknet, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. That's right. Discount codes are different than promo codes because discount codes you can use over and over and over again. Promo codes you just use one time, and we say, fuck that. You think a promo code is the best thing for you? You can fuck yourself. Uh, discount codes. You use it over and over and over again. 10% on every order you make at CarterComics.com, and not just on their website, but at their four different eBay accounts as well. Again, go to CarterComics.com. Buy some comics and save 10% on every order by using the discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. Yeah. Hi, Nubby. Um, so, uh, obviously, you know, we've done predictions together, so you kind of know how it works. Uh, Royal Rumble is a little bit different because you're going to have more than one chance to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, so, we always pick who we think we're going to win, and then you always get a dark horse. So, basically, you're choosing two people who, you're go- you get to choose two people who you think are going to win the Royal Rumble. Because not every person has been announced yet, so we don't know the full 
30 men, 30 women who are going to participate in the Royal Rumble. So uh, when we get to the male Royal Rumble, the female Royal Rumble, you're going to pick who you think you're going to win, and then like a dark horse kind of. Uh, right. So if either one wins, you get a point for uh, the Royal Rumble and stuff like that. Um, so uh, let's go. Let's go with uh, the first match prediction here. We got Bianca Belair taking on Alexa Bliss in a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Bianca. Okay. I think, oh, God, let me think here. Because my gut says Bianca, but I feel like they're building to something with Alexa. Evil. Uh, no, I'll go Bianca. I'll go Bianca. Uh, next, we got Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a singles match for the Undisputed Daddy Universal Championship. I'm going to go Roman Reigns. As am I. Roman. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. <laughs> wow. You mean L.A. Knight is making it on the Actual pay-per-view. I know, right? How cool is that? Gets Bray Wyatt. Any other time, I'd say L.A. Knight, but nah, I'm going with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, well, because it's going to be Bray's first televised, streamed, whatever match. He's wrestled dark matches, obviously, since his return. This is like the first one that people are going to actually view through television and shit. Uh, and then we got the Women's Royal Rumble, and then we got the Men's Royal Rumble. So, um, we'll do Women's first. So, I think, as far as a women, a winner for women's, my all-time selection is going to be Rhea Ripley. And I want a dark horse that was somebody good. And I have to say... Who can I dark horse it with? Because I, I I thought that I would want to go with like Liv Morgan. And it'd be a pretty cool dark horse. And it's obviously it's not the same as like <clears throat> it's not like with Roman Reigns where he's they're, they have two separate women's champions. So it's like and they get the pick. So it's like okay, do they uh, would they go against Rhea or would they go against Charlotte Flair? And, uh, you know, you think, like, the logical choice, so a, a, a fucking Vince McMahon-style story, I'll be like, oh, fucking Ronda's gonna win to take on Charlotte, you know, because that's what he fucking does. That's what fucking sells. I'm gonna say... Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Ra- Raquel Rodriguez as my dark horse. That's a good pick. Yeah, Rodriguez. I'm gonna go Raquel Rodriguez. Okay, cool. So give me, give me your two women. Give me, give me who you think is definitely gonna win, and then throw in some fucking dark horse there. Um, I'm going with Bailey as my definite. Okay. And my dark horse is gonna be Ronda. Okay. 
I'm going with uh, that Vince McMahon X Factor. <laughs> All right, what about men's? Who's your definite? Who's your dark horse? My definite is Cody Rhodes. My dark horse um, is uh, Randy Orton. Despite what's being said about him being out, uh, uh, I'm going with Randy Orton. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I wanna. I wanna go Cody. Because uh, that's where it seems like everything's fucking leading to is Cody. <clears throat> Dark Horse. You know, I'm going to go Finn. I'm going to say Finn Balor. <clears throat> I think uh, I think since Adrian got, uh, got injured... And uh, they need to do something with Judgment Day. I think they're going to run, like, probably a Judgment Day uh, uh, bloodline angle for a bit. <clears throat> so I'm going to go. I'm going to go Finn Balor on that one. Not a bad pick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're going to have any more matches uh, scheduled or they're going to book any more matches. If they do, we'll just kind of message each other the predictions and stuff like that. But this is going to kick off. This is going to decide who's uh, going to take the lead in the first uh, year. Who knows? We can also tie. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could. <coughs> so we'll see. Okay, Nubby, uh, let's let's talk about some match cards that are coming up, and then uh, we get a deep dive into uh, SCW. All right. Um, okay, this Saturday. Uh, January 28th, Crash Tested Wrestling presents Ground Zero. It will be held at the Dean and Barbara White Community Center, 6600 Broadway in Maryville, Indiana. Tickets are $15 for adults and $10 for kids under 10 years old. Doors, now, really pay attention to this part, because <laughs> doors open at 5 p.m., and the bell time is 6 p.m. It is a special start time, not a normal start time for normal independent wrestling or crash tested themselves. And this may be permanent for the year. <laughs> All right, Um, I don't know how many there will be officially. But we will have some more Lethal Lottery tournament matches. Yeah. So it can be anybody and everybody from all over the place. Not just the Midwest. It could be East Coast, West Coast, Canada, Japan, anybody. We uh, Crash System Wrestling put out a post last year on, for the fans to put down anybody they want to see in this lottery. And it got pretty high. There was a lot of names. Um, if we can go back to recent shows, we've had the return of BLW, Lethal Lauder. We had Gunner Brave, who um, was unexpected to come to Crash Tested Wrestling, but he was there. He, and he won his tournament match. Uh, the workhorse, uh, a workhorse was in one. Uh, actually, two workhorses were in them uh, at the last show. Uh, we had Jared Kripke, who's kicking ass in, in uh, OBW. Um, there's going to be so many people that can show up. Who knows who it will be? 
But um, I want to say there's at least two or three. I don't see any more than that, but who knows? Depends on who shows up. And it could be anybody. Remember that. Anybody, not just people you know. It could be Travis T. If Travis T's name is in there, he's got to he's got to wrestle. Yeah. Do I get to pick who I wrestle? No, the fans pick. Oh, I'm out. That is the beauty part of it. The fans get to choose the lead the lottery names. All right. Um. After lethal after the lethal lottery matches, we have the Chris Miller gauntlet. A member of High Society. This will be the second gauntlet for the High Society. <clears throat> uh, and Chris Miller is next. He does not know who his opponents are and how many there will be. We all saw last time uh, Eric Schultz was the first one. He ended up losing to Marche Rocket in the end. He cheated to beat me. He cheated to beat Jay Thunder. But he cannot get past Marche Rocket. Um... We got Michael Pierce, um, a crash-tested uh, hero. We're taking on D'Angelo Steele of the ARC. Um, speaking of the ARC, Renee Van Peebles will be taking on Vega Venom, who, which um, was the mystery partner for um, Team Payback at the last show. Uh, Renee and Vega have a long history. And this will be an interesting matchup, and we'll see how hard they hit each other this time. They tend to hit each other harder every time. Um, another um, ARC member, the heavyweight champion, Miles Mercer, will be defending his championship against all-day Marche Rocket. That'd be a good match. And actually, this match was put together by General Manager Steve, who um, thought maybe this would be more of a... Well, not only is it, like, an opportunity for Marche Brockett to get his championship back, but it's also punishment for um, the ARC for what they did after their match on um, Mike Strong. So, so there we go. Wait, what? So, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Stop it. ARC attacked Mike Strong after the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got that. I'm wondering the punishment to ARC when C Red, who his friend is, is ARC. It's punishment. For Miles um, Mercer to face Marche. Yeah, yeah, he's punishing Miles Mercer. Right. right. But that's C. Red's boy. Yeah, that's C. Red's boy. But Steve and C. Red are friends. How would he punish one of his friend's friends? Worst of all, he's punishing one of C. Red's friends by putting his C. Red's friend against C. Red's friend. This guy putting C. Red into a little of a situation there, isn't he? Yeah, but at the same time... Is C. Red going to be in the corner of Miles Mercer? Here's the thing. We don't know because there is a little dissension within the ARC at Crash Death Wrestling. 
Mm. Yeah, we saw that at um, the guy PW. Yeah, there's definitely stuff there yeah. too. Um, but um, on you know, Facebook, you know what C Red should do? You, you need to finish in a second. C Red should make, or uh, Steve should make C Red the referee of that match. You know, that's, that's not how, a bad idea. Right? That's how I booked that shit. But what did you see on Facebook? Uh, on Facebook, um, there's been attempts by Renee Van Peebles mm-hmm. and Miles Mercer to be to have a conversation with C. Red, and both times uh, C. Red avoided him. Well, if I know C. Red like I know C. Red, all he needs is time. I think he'll come around. C. Uh, C. Red's like a businessman. I think he, I think that's been mentioned on um, the Power Hour quite often, is that he will always do what's best for business, what's best for entertainment, you know, what's best for wrestling. And I, I think he knows that Miles Mercer is definitely the future of this business, you know. Uh, I think I think he just needs some time to kind of collect himself, you know, weigh the pros and cons because you don't want to back C Red into a corner. You don't want to force something onto C Red. Uh, I mean, I respect Ray Van Peebles for, you know, trying to be that, uh, that median between the two. Median, medium, whatever the fuck, median, uh, mediator. There we go. Between the two. But, uh, he just, he just gotta, you know, give C-Red his time. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Or he's just being the voider. Maybe. He does like to avoid things. Well, I don't think Steve Red likes to waste his time, so why put time into something that he doesn't see any value in? But there's times where he does see value in the ARC. I don't know. He's just weird this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you see him on uh, the Power Hour every Tuesday night. It's because he makes time for what has value, and the Power Hour, of course, has uh, a, a, a quite an extensive amount of value into the wrestling business. That's why we see C-Red, Steve, Rion, and Cactus Rack hosting the Power Hour every Tuesday night. True, true. Yeah. See that? See that? I was That was a polite thing of me. See how polite I could be? Steve, you're being very polite. Right? Right? Me and Steve got along at SCW this past weekend. It was lovely. Well, you did have a common denominator in the middle. So. Oh, that that fucking pineapple carrying idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Steve did one stupid thing the entire show. But other than that, uh he he you know, he's always entertaining, quick witted, throw throughout some sweet puns. Fucking I, when I could commentate with Steve, we just get along so well. And then he jumps onto the power hour and you know, belittles me. Then he has co-hosts who accuse me of doing things I didn't do. Shame. Well, hopefully we never have to speak of that ever again. No, I don't think we have any reason to speak of that again. In fact, Steve tried to speak about it last Tuesday, and uh, C-Red said to let it go. And then Steve did. So thank you, C-Red, for, uh, for uh, informing Steve to just move forward. But, uh, yeah, Power Hour is awesome. I love I. L- I enjoy watching the power every fucking Tuesday. I told Steve, as long as you don't have those fucking Rocket Boys on there, I'll, I'll watch every fucking episode. Moment he puts Rocket Boys on there, I'm fucking gone. You know, speaking of that, yeah, this week's guests are the LIM. 
I saw that, and they fucking made their own little promo videos. How cute is that? It's fucking adorable. You know what's pretty sad is that their promos are better than most of the indie wrestlers going on today. Just for them. You know why that is? Do you know why that is? Why is that? Because they fucking believe what they say. They fucking... They, they, it's, it's all about working the gimmick, man. And LIM fucking works their gimmick a lot, a lot more than most people do. It's insane. And they, and they know where their lane is too. Yeah. I, I like, you know, fucking like being, being at a lot of these wrestling companies, you know, whether we talking to some of the wrestlers, getting the behind the scenes part of it, or just basically being a fan, you, you can see, you can see the entertainment in certain people because they don't do more than what people expect, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not saying about, you know, they don't put on a show because they always put on a show. But when people realize that somebody's at a certain level, and it's not a bad thing. It's just not the level, but it's not also the basement either. Um, when they just make it fucking work for them and they just have fun doing it, those people are more entertaining than the people who were fucking, you know, shoved down people's throats at the top of the fucking card, and then all of a sudden they believe that they are, they're entitled to it. Not earning it, not deserving it, but, you know, they should just be handed it. And those people aren't fucking entertaining. Those people are annoying as fuck. And those people I don't go to see. Right. I, I, have, more, I have more fun watching mid-card guys because they just like, listen, I know I'm never going to be this guy, because this guy knows this guy who knows this guy who gets praised by this guy. But you know what? I'm on the fucking card. It's got a little bit of fucking fun. And I think that's where the LIM are. You know, they, they know that, they know they're fucking fans. You know, they're not Quinn Wittek. They're not, you know, they're not the idols. You know, they're not fucking Damien Saint. They're fucking fans. But you know what? They're going to go out and have a great fucking time. They just don't be annoying as fuck like the stupid Rocket Boys. Who just want to sit there, fucking grab their drunk, like, oh, come fucking at me, bro. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's like, God, I, I annoyed. That was the one thing I hated about Rocket Pro Wrestling. Everything else, fucking fantastic. I felt, I felt welcomed and loved, except for Steve and his, and his angry stares at me through his goofy fucking glasses. Uh, I, I felt a little, I felt, I felt like I shouldn't have been there in that moment, but the rest of it, the fans around me were incredible, except for that corner of fucking rejects that they call the Rocket Boys. And obviously, Steve likes guys like that because they're fucking energetic and entertaining, and that's fine. But they always go one step too far. And it, it reminds me of the group of fucking, like, 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 the, like the fucking high school football team who feels that they can do whatever the fuck they want because they're the cool fucking kids. And they're not. <laughs> But other than that, like I said, as long as long as he doesn't have fucking the Rocket Boys on fucking Power Hour, I will continue to watch the Power Hour because it's enjoyable, it's entertaining, uh, and also it kind of helps me, you know, learn a little bit more about roller derby and stuff. That I hope to make a uh, one of their uh, I don't know what's called it's a game or a competition or I don't I don't know what the a meet. I don't really know what their their thing is called. Uh. I believe Cactus Rack calls them bouts. Bouts. Okay. So I don't know. So I would like to make it to one of their bouts. Uh, I just got to figure out when the next one is and, uh, find the time to fucking do it because I'm sure, I'm sure it's really entertaining live. I mean, I've seen videos or I watched, you know, TV when the Road Derby was on TV and just never seen one live. 
Uh, but yeah, I'd like to watch it from afar. There is one this weekend. Oh, is it? Um, it is Saturday. It, yep, it's, and it's on Saturday. Oh. Awesome. I'll have, to, I'll have to see if I can make that one. Well, if you're not going to make it out to Maryville, go to um, Homewood. You wrestling in Maryville? I cannot confirm nor deny my involvement. Oh, because you don't know if you're picked yet. Yeah. And I don't know if you're picked by the fans. I mean, of course you're going to get picked by the fucking fans. I mean, I could be in the gauntlet, too. You just don't know. I don't even know. Against Chris Miller? You never know. Here's the thing. I don't That's a long fucking drive for an ass whooping, bro. This is a shoot. I do not know. That's a, lot, that's a long fucking drive for an ass whooping. Yeah, I hey, I pinned Chris Miller in the uh, the time we met. So yeah, even if it wasn't a tag match, I still pinned him. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. Stay strong. Fucking, I, I hope hope they book you to wrestle, not to ref. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. I am a full-time wrestler at Grass Tested. And Rocket Pro. That's right. And IPW. And IPW, that's right, because IPW is this weekend, right? Yeah, we are actually going to get into that right now. And you have a match at IPW. I do. It became official today. Right? It's kind of a return match of sorts from the last uh, IPW, just minus the winner of that match. Right. Yeah. Why don't we get into IPW? Yeah, crash test is all done? It's all done. Awesome. Real quick, just to refresh people. Uh, doors open time, start time, and how much does it cost? All right. So we will be in Maryville, Indiana, 6600 Broadway, at the Dean and Barbara White Community Center. Uh, tickets are $15 for adults and $10 for kids under 10. Doors open at 5 p.m. Bell time is 6 p.m. Uh, they're kind of uh, going the uh, Rocket Pro uh, way of starting earlier on Saturdays. Yeah. Because um, Rocket Pro is what? Opens at 4, starts at 5? Yeah. It's kind of uh, not by choice kind of thing. It's kind of a venue situation. It's smart, dude, it's smart, though. It's yeah. smart. You know, because here's the thing, too. Because if you were to go over, you're not out all fucking night. You still can go out and do something afterwards. Right. Like, head over to Roller Derby. There you go. What time does Roller Derby start? It's normally 7? They're going to start at 8. Oh, shit. Nice. Nice. Cool. All awesome. right. Cool. Um, let's, let's talk about IPW. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. One, uh, January 29th. I mean, the Bears aren't in the NSC Championship, so don't yeah. bother watching football. Who cares? Ah. Neither, of the, neither of the Cowboys, which sucks, but hey, that's fine. Yeah. How bad Indiana. was that game, by the way? I didn't, I didn't watch any of it. How, how, it was actually was, a good defensive game. Yeah. It's just unfortunate Dallas lost. That's all. Mm-hmm. I really honestly, as a Dallas fan, I thought San Fran was going to blow them out. But they didn't. They just – they were the better team. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Yeah. Despite whatever conspiracies people have about – you know, football, I don't give a shit. I just want to watch. Don't take the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. Leave that to me. <laughs> Let me suck the fun out of my own fun, all right? That's right. 
So actually, I, I think actually, uh, even you, you can still make IPW and you won't miss any of the playoffs because the playoff games are such like what, like seven? I believe, uh, blah, 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 if I may, check. Yeah, go for Let's check for the people listening <sighs> because I'm sure they are, um, listening yeah. via their uh, device. So. Yeah, White, White Turtle does that. I don't mind all of you guys that, uh, Just Freak Wrestling, uh, JFW Podcast does have merchandise available at tpublic.com just by searching on JFW Podcast. We're trying to figure out a good shirt to make for, uh, Turtle slash Nubby here. Uh, haven't figured quite, uh, haven't figured out quite what to make yet. So if you guys have any ideas, please share them. Uh, I've had a few. They just, I don't know how they're going to, I don't know if they would work well. But uh I definitely do want to make a uh a shirt that's on the front of it says like, Oh, you don't listen to our podcast? And on the back uh it says what I tell people what they can do if they don't listen to our podcast. Because I told a handful of people at Southland Championship Wrestling who try to tell me that they listen to my podcast. And uh all I gotta do is ask them one simple question. What do I tell people who don't listen to my podcast? And they don't know, and then they hear it. So for those of you who don't know Next time you see me, I'll probably ask you if you listen to my podcast. And if I do, you better say, if you don't listen to my podcast, you fuck yourself. <laughs> and I said to everyone, I said to the children, for God's sakes. Yeah, you did. I said the children of wrestlers. <sighs> yeah, no fear. You don't listen to my podcast? Fuck yourself. I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm promoting the companies. I'm promoting you guys as the wrestlers, the bookers, the, the merchandise sellers, the people in the concession. Like, oh, I am, I am pushing your show to get you guys more people in there. And if you can't take the time out of your busy fucking lives to spend an hour, maybe an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, depending on how much we have to talk about, to listen to just freaking wrestling, the JFW Podcast, the greatest faction in podcast history, the podcast of the Midwest, Why we talk about you, your company, and your matches, fuck yourselves. Nubby, what time is football on Sunday? Uh, it is actually at 2 p.m., but oh. here's the best part. Mm. We are at the VFW Post 311. Yeah. 22341 Governor's Highway in Richmond Park. Here's the greatest part. They have TVs. So in between matches, you can get up, go check the score, grab a beer, and come back and watch some more wrestling. There you go. Win. It's only the, it's only the Eagles and the 49ers. Who cares? Oh, God. $15 for tickets. Uh, again, $10 for Kids under ten years old. Doors open at one p.m. Bell time is two p.m. Um, the host of this show is Motivation Mike. Be ready to be motivated by your host this month. I beat him, by the way. Did you? I did. Did you? Dude looks like he wears a fanny pack. I wouldn't brag about beating him. Hey, a win's a win. This kid looks like he still gets, like, leashed around by his mother in public places because he seems to have a tendency to run off. (laughs) 
Ah, I got nothing on that one. He looks like the kind of kid that went to school with a sack lunch, and inside it was carrot sticks. Not like the small baby carrots, but big-ass fucking carrots that his mommy cut into sticks for him. And it wasn't a plastic baggie, but a plastic container inside a brown paper bag. And his name was probably written on it. And also a note inside that said, Mommy loves you. But she also probably wrote the same note to a mailman. I'm just assuming. If that motivates anybody. Why aren't I hosting fucking IPW? That's a good question. And I know I know IPW listens to this show. So yes they do. Awesome. They don't gotta go fuck themselves. Right. So that that that's a good question that they can answer sometime. Well, if I ever get offered to host a show, I would love to do it, but I don't want to do it alone. You'd have to host it with me. So a JFW A JFW host. hosting, yeah. Yeah, a JFW hosting, yeah. I host. wouldn't have it I wouldn't have it any other way. Come on. I wouldn't do it any other way. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. it's not because I have an issue talking to people. I can talk to anyone, that's fine. But the thing is, uh at IPW I'm not as known as you are. So you know, you need that. I need that fucking nubby rub. A rubby, yeah. if you will. I need a fucking a rubby. rubby. I need a rubby. You need a rubby from Team Team uh, Bubby. I get yeah. it. <laughs> good, old, good old Team Bubby. Oh, <laughs> get Elite Pro memories. Oh, good times. Good um, times. All right. Let's get into some matches. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, well... I'm sure we're going to see a match involving Damian Gray because he did uh, post a video about making a challenge to anybody in the Midwest or mm-hmm. probably anywhere, period. I was actually one to kind of answer it, assuming I wasn't already in the match that I have, which yeah. we will get to, mm-hmm. because none of the idols have beaten me in, without shenanigans. Let's just say. None of them have. I mean, Joey Roth lost to me twice. Now there you go. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, if anyone will uh, answer the challenge for Damian Gray. Wish, uh, he's the wish list uh, John Travolta and Pauly D. <laughs> He's got a personality of a wet fart. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's because his hair looks very gross. It looked like someone sharded on his head. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I am still getting my ass beat for that one, but that's okay. All right, let's go. Um, We have a Champions uh, Showcase match. Awesome. Um, where... All the champions are in one match. Um, certain champions are teaming up with each other in an eight-man tag, and the winners of this match will advance in the aggression tournament that will be in March. Now, don't ask me what the aggression tournament is. I do not know at this time. Um, no. The losers of this match will have to defend their respective titles in March. 
let's get with the teams, shall we? On one side, we got the Bro Bros. Your favorite tag team, the Bro Bros. Dude, I'm so glad that you tagged me in that video of them because I laughed my ass off the third time I fucking watched it. <laughs> God, they're fucking entertaining. Uh, Bro Bros are the tag team champions of IPW. They'll be teaming up with the Second City champion and Hot Rod Daddy Andy. And they'll be teaming up with the alternative champion, Russell Alltime. Their opponents will feature the trios champs, the workhorses, and the junior heavyweight champion, Muggsy James. Fucking Muggsy, bro. Poor Muggsy in this match. He has got the shittiest tag partners on earth. Yeah, but you know what? You know, he, he's a prospect for the fucking Manson family, so, I mean, he can't, he can't have all highs in your career. Dude, dude <sighs> definitely took a low teaming with the fucking, uh, fucking workhorses. I don't think this was by choice either. I think this was just luck of the draw. Like, you know, Survivor Series 95 had one the situation where you had three babies and one heel, and then you got three heels with one baby or something. That's kind of what this is. Yeah. Who, uh, now, now you're going to know this better than I do. Uh, IPW, uh, does the host of the show make the matches or is there an IPW yes. fucker? Oh. Essentially, the host does make the matches. Gotcha. Gotcha. So motivational Mike does, he's not a fan of, uh, of, um, Muggsy. There we go. God damn it. I was about to say Muggy. What the fuck? That's not right. Muggsy James. Holy shit. Muggsy James. Uh, uh, I guess not. But he is a fan of um, Russell all time, so that's why he's with the team that's likely to win. Still sticking with that name? I guess so. I guess we're going on a month and a week. <laughs> that's commitment. He's finally found commitment. I mean, it is, I mean, the Bro Bros and Hot Rod are on a hot streak. They're the fan favorite, so why wouldn't you want to team with them? And I think Motivation Mike kind of saw that and put his boy, Russell Alltime, in with that team and put Muggsy with an unlikely team that will win unless they pull some rabbit out of their hat. But, I mean, they got Muggsy, but I don't think Muggsy can do it by himself. No, I mean, he's definitely going to try. Uh, you know, that was, that was made known to me in the last match here, or last month's match. Um, or end of November? What was the last show? Was it end of November? No, middle of December. Was it middle of December? God, it feels, feels like it's so much longer ago. Um, uh, I'm excited to see this match because, uh, well, three of the guys, the actual, the, the three single champions all won their, uh, championships just a month ago. Right. So it's gonna be pretty, it's gonna be pretty cool to see it. It's just gonna be hard for me because I'm gonna wanna fucking root for Muggsy James to win, but at the same time, I really wanna see the Bro Bros fucking win. Um, and then, uh, you know, everyone else is just there. Yeah, like the workhorses, they're just there. Yeah, and that's not to say that I have anything against Hot Rod Dandy, uh, fucking Dandy, uh, Hot Rod Daddy Andy, Daddy Andy. God damn it! 
I really should fucking eat more. I'm on a 24-hour fucking fast right now, so my fucking mind is, like, focused elsewhere. Um, nothing against Hot Rod Daddy Andy. I just really never, you know, paid attention to his wrestling career. I don't even know if I, like, other than seeing him at IPW last month, I don't think I've ever seen him fucking wrestle. Uh, you're still you're still coming around to these shows, so yeah, yeah. Um, Wrestle League is new to me. I still got to make a Wrestle League show, uh, but um, he's, he's he. I mean, like I said, he. I mean, it's been said on the Power Hour all the time, and I know it has nothing to do with Cactus Rack. I know they say it because they mean it. Uh, he's become a huge fan favorite. You know, a must see guy in that area, and um. I I I I hope to see more of his matches, but in the end, I'm focused more on the Bro Bros and uh, uh, Muggsy James in this match, just because I want to see both of those those three guys in Southland Championship Wrestling and wrestle on high voltage. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun fact about a uh, hot rod. Um, yeah, he was a fan just sitting in the crowd. I crash tested. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden high society kinda got tired of him talking the stuff he says and they kinda provoked him into a fight and now he's a wrestler. So So he wasn't always he wasn't always a wrestler, he was a fan. Hmm. Well there we go. Look at that. Fucking educating me. Thank you. That's what I do. <laughs> That's why I'm here. To educate. <clears throat> Fuck yeah you are. Um, let's see, we got that match. Um it's gonna be a great one. Um and we got a medallion match. I'm gonna assume it's for the medallion, which this will be I think this is the first time this is happening, at least um under you know, with with me in the company anyway. Uh hey Steve, how you doing? What's up Fenton? No, I'm good. <laughs> what uh what's a medallion match? Um well I that's a good question. I have the answer. Oh, so I was gonna, I thought you were gonna be like, well, that's a good question. I don't know. It's like, cool. <laughs> so the winner of the medallion tournament was Joey Dalton. Oh, Joey no. Dalton, I assume, will be defending his medallion against EJ Swanson. Interesting. And now, is, that, is that medallion get you like a title shot or some shit? Or? Yeah, that's what the medallion. The, the medallion. The medallion. Medallion is for actually. I mean, you can cash in on any title except for the league championship, which is kind of funny. Now that I'm thinking about it, if I can backtrack a little bit, the uh, champion showcase, the league champion Aaron Stone is not in it. It's got favoritism. A little bit he's of favoritism. Got, he's got privileges, apparently. I mean, the medallion cannot be uh, cashed in on the league champion, and he's not in the showcase of champions. Hmm. What, what was the thing that uh, Miles Mercer won where it got him, like, a, like multiple title opportunities? That that was the medallion. That is the medallion. Okay, so, yes. so, so as long as you have it, you have an opportunity at every title but one. Exactly. So it's not like it's not like picking one, but you get the an opportunity at all six of those outside the league, right? Because there's right. seven of them. Uh, there's six. There's six plus. So he has chance of five then. 
Yeah. Trios, tag team, uh, alternative, <laughs> second city, junior. Alders the junior? Yeah. That's, that's held by Muggsy James. Who's, what's, who, who has, oh, okay. Uh, Showtime, or whatever his fucking name is, the alternative. Ru- yeah, Russell. Yeah, Russell yeah, Alltime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm on board. Yeah, so six. There's six titles. Yeah. So, uh, so we could, and now this is assuming I have my information correct, and I'm sure the informational liaison will correct me on the power hour. <laughs> I know he, he listens to this show. <clears throat> he does, and he shares it, and I appreciate that. Um, if he can, please correct me on the power hour. Call me out if I'm wrong or even right that the medallion is on the line, and if EJ Swanson wins, he can be the medallion holder. There we go. Come either tell me I'm right or tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, come at, come at him, bro. Come at me. Come at me, bro. Come at uh, me, bro. All right, all right. So, yeah, it's Joey Dalton versus EJ Swanson. Uh, Jay Thunder will be taking on ARC member D'Angelo Steele. Steele. <clears throat> wow. Talking isn't my strong suit today, apparently. Are you also on a 24-hour fast? No, but I did have dominoes today. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Never fucking do it. No, 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 yeah, no. I actually, no. I'm on that um, that that fast uh, or sixteen or whatever. So yeah, so uh, a little side note from wrestling. Uh, I I do eight sixteen fast, but I want to try doing at least a twenty four hour fast uh, every couple weeks. And I found that Mondays are the best times to do it for me just because when I wake up and I go to work and I get home from work, I have 45 minutes between the time I get home from work and we record this show. And as soon as we're done with this show, I'm going to bed. And then I'm just going to wake up. So uh, this is the best time for me to do a 24-hour fast. Uh, so I'm going to do it every other Monday. So you're going to have a, 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 a stupid Travis T every other Monday. Starting with this one, just because uh, I need to do it. But again, I'll, I'm going to do the A16 outside of that. But God, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I've get... been I've been able to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. It's just there. It does break on the weekends because I have to. Is I don't like to eat, or I like to have so much time between the time I eat and by the time a show starts. Mm-hmm. I don't like to. I don't like to eat. Like a, just a few hours before a show, yeah. and I'm running around, and I'm ready to puke myself. I I can't do it. No, I mean, and, and the thing about fasting is, is like you know, the, you can you you create your schedule for it. They got they got fasting regimens where you fast for five days, take a day off. Fast for five days, take a day off. Or fast for five days, take the weekend off. Hell, there's a fast out there that you eat one hour a day. As much as you want, and then you fast for 23. Consistently. You have a one-hour window that you eat whatever you want within that fucking window, and then you fast for 23 fucking hours. I will never do that. 816 is perfect for me, um, because I could just eat in like a breakfast-lunch window at work. Weekends are a little bit different, but that's why I'm going to kind of keep try to keep myself a little bit busier during the weekends. Uh, just on Mondays, I want to try doing the 24 hours. And so far, I've been good. Uh, last time I ate was, uh, 
God, fucking 10 o'clock last night. So, I'm getting come close. I'm only three hours away from it. So, yeah. Actually, fuck no. If, if I go right to bed. Nope, that's a lie. I, I, ate, a, I ate at 5 this morning. Never mind. That's when my fast ends at 5 a.m. We're good. 6 a.m. Sorry, if it ends at 6 a.m. See, I told you I can't fucking remember shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, ate, I ate breakfast at 5 a.m. this morning, and my fast ends at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay. Yeah, nah, that's right. So, shit ton of water, though. I have a fucking case of water by my fucking uh, desk now that I just keep fucking drinking. But let's get back to wrestling. Nothing speaking much. of wrestling. Speaking yeah, of wrestling. You, you can hear about fast over on this freaking show and Travis C. Talks to Cartoon Joe about dieting and losing weight and creating this amazing journey through 2023. Yeah. And get your shit together. That's right. Listen to my shows. Get your shit together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be sure to listen to this freaking show. It's a good show. Yeah. I listen. I listen every week. Right. I, right. Because I'm, right. I'm motivated. You know, they need to get their shit together. People who aren't listening to this show because they don't got fuck yourself. See, everything That's, works. Everything comes I together. know, right? It's so aggressive, though. It's so fucking aggressive. Ruthless aggression. So fucking, so fucking aggressive. Uh, speaking uh, of, of aggressive, this match may get aggressive. Mad Dog Jack will be taking on me. That's right. Getting my singles match with Mad Dog Jack. I hope it's aggressive, man. You gotta come out strong. You both lost last month. Well, he didn't, he technically lost. I didn't. Yeah, you didn't win. But I didn't lose either. I didn't get pinned. Uh, you didn't win. You gotta win, man. I don't care if you lose. Just win. I got pulled out. You didn't get pulled out. That's that's kind of your that's kind of your finishing move there. Getting pulled out of the ring. Apparently so. Right? If you were if you were a created wrestler on like Diddy SmackDown, your finisher would be pulled out of the ring. You'd have to line up with the ropes, face down on the ground, and then press fucking what L one or R two or whatever to initiate your finisher of being pulled out of the ring by somebody. Then that just means it's a disqualification every time, right? That means I'll never get a championship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it. Let's go ahead, dude. This is be my first time seeing you wrestle a singles match since dark matches at Elite Pro. Did you not see me wrestle VIP? I, was, I wasn't at I wasn't at High Voltage, huh? Oh, this was at Southland, a yeah. regular show. It was last year. I wrestled VIP. Nah, I no, beat him. That might be one of the shows I didn't make it to. You bastard. Dude, last last year, if it okay, so if it was before July of last year, I worked, him, I worked every single Saturday at Sicko. It may have been. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, there there were some times where like I would like if I worked day shift and I got home at like seven thirty eight o'clock. I would get the pay-per-view, and I would watch a little bit before I went to bed. But, no, I, I, I didn't make it to a lot of shows fucking last year because I was working every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think, no, that's a lie. I think I had one Saturday off a month, but it was, like, the first or second Saturday of the month. So, 
So yeah, this is gonna be my first. This is gonna be, I'm gonna be. This is the first time I'm going to see you wrestle a singles match since you wrestled a singles match as a dark match at uh, Lee Pro. Wait, did wait? Did you not see me wrestle Rock and Rivera at a Rocket Pro? Your first Rocket Pro show was I not in the match with Rocket in a singles match? No, oh no, you, wait, you, no, you managed I, a drunk dude. That's right. That was. Okay. Yeah, and then IPW, you're in a triple threat. I've seen yeah. videos of you, you know, singles matches and stuff, but this is my first live one in person. So you're actually going to be there? That's the plan, yeah. All right, cool. Well, the only reason I'm going to be there is because I, I, I do believe Max Holiday is going to be there. And we will uh, get to that. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely want to be there for that. I want to be there to see your singles match. Uh, fucking see Muggsy James in a match. Fucking, uh, <clears throat> IPW is a win-win for me. It's early enough in the, okay, here's the thing. It's late enough in the day while I still get to church. Jesus. It's early enough in the day where it doesn't jeopardize me from going to bed early to do my fucking Monday morning workouts. It helps me scout talent for Southland Championship Wrestling High Voltage. And I get to see Max Holiday fucking wrestle. I get to see you fucking wrestle. <clears throat> and it's only fucking 15 minutes away from my house. Really, IPW is great for me. Perfect. The only thing I don't like, though, is parking. There's not minimal parking. Yeah. There's always a downfall for everything. There is. But if that's the the least, if that's the worst of it, then it's no problem at all. Not a bad seat in the house. No, God, no. I, I was comfortable. I was safely distanced away from the ring, but I was close enough to the action to enjoy it. You say the ring, and I think you mean the knockouts. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was kind of like a like a like a red velvet rope between me and like a work of art at a museum. Like I could I could I could gaze at it from afar, but I'm not gonna fucking you know put my finger on it, you know, because there's the red rope. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> it's finally gonna be a singles match between me and Mad Dog. Not to be mistaken with the real Mad Dog, um, who just recently really t- retired. Um, so the real Mad Dog. Yeah, we've actually known each other for a long time. I'd like to say I helped him get into wrestling, or I should say he followed me into wrestling along with the rest of the guys. Because um, in our whole group, I was the first one to get trained, and then everyone saw my success. And decided to follow, and but they they ended up getting more matches than I did because they went to a different school and thought they were better than me. But that's cool. You're, you're talking about the elite pro guys? No, no, no. Well, well, yeah, I got trained by them, but they went. To <clears throat> Who are you talking about? This is a whole group of people from like my teen teenage years of you know, uh, doing the back backyard thing, you know. Gotcha. I thought you were being spiteful against the Elite Pro guys. Oh, I'm never spiteful against them. There's only a few there's only a few of them that I can remember that are actually still wrestling today. Uh, and here's a funny part. Um the ones that are still wrestling today are the ones that I was cool with. The ones that are not wrestling are the ones that had their special click mm-hmm. and thought they were better than me. They still think they're better than me, but who's still in it and not 
uh, bitter about the business. Well, so who I know is still wrestling from it is you, Eddie, and uh, Carpenter, right? Yeah. Those are the only three I remember. And the only reason I remember Carpenter is because you told me he was from Elite Pro. So the only people I trained with who are still wrestling are you and Eddie. Mm -hmm. Ryan Projects, Johnny Cash, or Johnny OC, Kimberly Cash, Chad, none none of them really, none of them have a, you know, they're not in the business anymore. Right. Some um, Brett Michaels. And some had legit reasons to quit. Others just, you know, they got mm-hmm. butt hurt in the business. Whatever. Yeah. That's on them, right? 100%. Um, but yeah, when I won, me and Mad Dog Jack, that would be a hard-hitting match because it, we just don't like each other. So, plain and simple. Um, now, Here's the match we we all want to see. And it's the first time ever meeting between these two. Perfect. Backwoods Brown versus your favorite. The greatest (coughs) POW heavyweight champion of all time. The longest uh, reigning. Longest reigning. reigning. SCW. Former three-time Max Holiday. That's awesome. I'm excited for that, man. I mean, I, 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 the last time I saw Backwoods Brown wrestle was, I, I believe it was the second show of DWA. I think. Might have been. <coughs> I think that was the last time I saw him because what recently he had some uh, he had some issues where he was kind of like out wrestling for a bit, right? Uh he had a little injury, but he's been doing a lot of stuff up in Wisconsin. Gotcha. Yeah. So obviously, the last time I saw uh, Holiday wrestle was at SCW, um, and the last time I saw Backwoods Brown was, I believe, it was the second show ever of uh, Dynamic Wrestling Reliance. So um, it'll be cool to see them both fucking wrestle. Uh, I'm excited for that, especially at a new venue. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, will it be a Chicago street fight, or will it be a whiskey on a pole match? Why not do both? Fucking do both. Essentially, it does become both. both. Fuck yeah, man. Because wouldn't whiskey on a pole match have no rules except grabbing a whiskey and having a shot? Yeah, true. Fucking hey. I'm excited for that. I think I think that's really cool. I don't I don't know what Holiday's history is with IPW or when the last time he was there, but it's gonna be exciting to kick off the new year to see him wrestle at IPW. Yep. This should be uh-huh. a fun match. I'm yeah. looking forward to that more than my own match. <laughs> Um, that's all the matches that have been uh, announced cool. as of right now. More will be uh, probably announced the rest of the week. If not, just show up and be surprised. We like surprises. Fuck yeah. Say hello to the ticket taker, Steve. There you go. Tell him I sent you. And tell him that you listen to JFW. That's right, because if you don't, you can fuck yourself. All right. Um, those are the only two shows. 
that I have for this weekend. Um, I'm sure there's other shows happening, but they don't get the fee publicity by me because yeah. they don't they don't uh, come to us. So yeah, reach out. I'll talk about whoever. That's right. I'll even talk about my enemies. I don't care. All right there, you go. Okay, uh, let's get into uh, SCW Winter Warfare that just happened this past Saturday. Yes, such a good card. Such booked so fucking well, and the crowd was hot all night. Yeah, yeah, they they're running out seats. You know, I I, I can't. You know, I, I, oh, so fucking good. Entertaining commentary was entertaining. The refs were amazing. The wrestlers were awesome. Fucking Steve did fucking well, except for one spot. Uh, I think concessions were good. I didn't eat anything, but. You know it's good when they run out of pizza puffs. Oh, yeah. Pizza puffs are the bomb at these shows. I I, I think they run out of pizza puffs every show. Because they're fucking bomb. Right. I never get pizza, though. I always get nachos. I'm always on nachos. You love your nachos. Uh, fucking nachos. Just a plastic container full of those fucking round yellow fucking chips smothered in what's, I'm guessing, to be meat and cheese with some of those jalapenos that came out of, like, the big-ass can. Fuck yeah. 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 All right. So, um, the show started off with Aaron Xavier... We had an announcement to make. It was a sad announcement, Travis. It was. It was. He uh, he, he explained to the doctors, told him that due to uh, years of abuse to his body and injuries, that uh, he had to officially retire, making that night his last night. And even uh, you know, going going so far into it that uh, he requested one final match, and it was with Miles Mercer. Who, uh, call, uh, I, I, I kind of knew, like, the connection between the two, but Steve was there to kind of, uh, educate me on the history of it, and it all kind of rolls up into ARC. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes back to the ARC with Crash Tested Wrestling, early days, um, and it's not the first time that Aaron had to, you know, retire due to injury. It was actually because of his, surgery they had to do um and i and it seemed like the surgery helped fix the problem but according to this um no it didn't happen it seemed to actor aggravated his uh injury some more uh, or so we thought so we thought what a dick. but speaking of thought hold that thought we'll come back to that, what we just said. Oh, of course. He was the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to the first match, uh, Top Shelf and uh, Odinson, the Berserker, with the Professor. And a six-man tag against Punitive Damages, which feature Dipshit, Esquire, VIP, and The Sheik. And they were accompanied by Counselor Eric Schultz. Yeah, it was kind of a it was it was a it was a rematch uh, of last month uh, in a sense for the fact. Well, obviously we saw Top Shelf take on uh, 
Freiburg and VIP for punitive damages last month. And we were supposed to see Odinson take on uh, Sheik last month. But unfortunately, we didn't get that match because of punitive damages attack on Eric uh, before the show. So uh, Eric got a little retribution in that by taking on the Sheik, by having some backup in Top Shelf. And obviously, if you're looking for a fucking backup, why not get the two biggest dudes in the fucking you know, company to help you out? Uh, hard hitting. It was an aggressive fucking match. I don't even know if, uh, fucking VIP is seeing straight after that fucking lariat he took. But, uh, another victory by top shelf and another loss to, uh, punitive damages. <laughs> yeah, it seems that they can't win. No. no. Well, at least, uh, three of them. At least, yeah. Um, and I brought that match, and let me just say, I couldn't get out of the way fast enough. There's so much humanity in that fucking ring. So much. Yeah. Um, Nikki Nix defeated, um, Leslie LaMuneca. Yeah, no, I've got crutches up there, bro. Apparently she's not Leslie LaMuneca anymore. What is it? She evolved now. She's Leslie Michelle. Oh, never knew that. Yeah, I was, I I was a little disappointed when I found that out, but uh, apparently a new name comes with a new attitude because I remember seeing her uh, showing up uh, in these in these YouTube videos when I was doing some scouting for some women to, uh, for the division, and she just had this bubbly, upbeat personality. I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's get her in here." And somehow I don't know, maybe twenty twenty three has been bad to her so far, but she kind of had attitude. Throwing some whatever hands at the fans and stuff, but according to Steve, she's now known as Leslie Michelle. Uh, awesome debut, though. Very happy that uh, that we're able to uh, work out a deal to get her to come in. Uh, good match with Nikki. Obviously, we've seen Nikki wrestle a few times in SCW. <clears throat> no stranger to the business, but you know, recently got back into it. Uh, we, you know, wrestling at CSW and all that as well. Uh, so, uh, a, a good challenge for both girls to wrestle each other, and, uh, they didn't disappoint. I was proud to know that, uh, this, that this match card had two women's matches on it, which most shows you may only get one if you get one at all. So, this was really good. Uh, I, I hope we get Leslie back down to Southland Championship Wrestling again, uh, cause I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see maybe her take on, uh, Renee Van Peoples. I think she's at that level where she's totally capable of handling her own against her. Yeah. It's like, um, you just mentioned it, uh, two women's matches. You've been saying we need more women mm-hmm. and more women's matches. And I, as I'm looking at this card, I, I feel like it has Travis T written all over it. 100%, bro. No, yeah, yeah, a lot of that's me. Um, like I said, I, I, I get an opportunity to, uh, book, uh, high voltage, but once in a while I get to throw some recommendations. I'm earning my trust back with, uh, with, uh, Terry, who, who's an amazing boss that I love so much because he's such a great guy. Um, that, you know, yeah, I throw some opinions and some options out there. Plus, Terry's a very, very busy guy. We, obviously, we both know he doesn't make it to a lot of shows and that's not by choice, it's by responsibility. So, uh, you know, yeah, I get to go out and get to go to these shows like Rocket Pro and IPW and stuff, and I have no problem doing it on my own free time, on my own dime. 
and uh, find these opportunities to get new people into SCW. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with like I said, up and down the card was awesome. Uh, every match was great. We're going. Obviously, we're going to go through them all, so I don't think we're stopping here or anything. Um, every match was great, and I think every competitor really showed that 2023 is uh, is going to be a an action-filled year for Southland Championship Wrestling. Definitely. And it's funny you mentioned Terry Allen, because he made his presence, presence felt last uh That's right. Saturday. That's right. Terry got there to kick off 2023. We had Terry Allen in the building. That's right, and we will get to... His first appearance of the night. Oh, yeah. Very shortly. Speaking of shortly. Actually, I don't think it has anything to do with it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, maybe. Eric Schultz. Talking about shortly. Um, sorry. Um, bad joke. Took on Santana Starks and ultimately got the win, but I say questionable. Do tell, man. Um, it seemed like Santana Starks had the victory up until referee Flattop was pulled out of the ring. The fucking irony that referees are getting pulled out of the ring. It's crazy how it happens. But, I mean, in the defense of uh, that situation, Santana Starks did use a foreign object to try to pick up a win. But it wouldn't have happened if Freiburg didn't throw it in the ring to begin with. I don't know why Freiburg felt the need to help out Santana Starks. I mean, that's kind of sketchy on Schultz's part. You know, he should probably get you know see whose team he really is. But fucking Schultz overcame it all. Overcame the the uh, the the foreign object that uh, he was uh, hit with, bludgeoned with, really, to bring up a victory against Santana Starks. So good for him. <laughs> I don't know if it were me. I think I would just disqualify Eric Schultz because uh, Freiburg interfered in the match by pulling the referee out of the ring. But, yeah, but but but, but Flattop didn't see that. He didn't see himself get pulled out of the ring by Freiburg. He didn't see Freiburg throw a throw a, you know a gavel into the ring. Well, Freiburg uh, touched an official. That's grounds for disqualification. Maybe Flattop was falling out of the ring and Freiburger was just there to catch him. Maybe maybe Flattop went down for the three count with such, you know, thrust and uh and uh just slid a little too far. You know, you know how he gets down there fucking quick, man. You know, into that fucking sliding position for that three count. He probably just slid a little too far and Freiburger was there to kinda of catch him before he slipped off the edge. I guess we're gonna go with that. But I guess he also made a judgment call. He either could have disqualified Eric Schultz or throw Freiburg out. So I guess he threw him out instead. Flattop does not want to give the fans disqualification finishes. He wants he wants there to be a winner, and we got a winner. He is the most Schultz. He is the most level-headed referee in the Midwest. So true that. All right. Um, okay. The Tag Team Championships were on the line. And what we thought was going to be this function taking on the Tag Team Champions, Jimmy Blaze and mm-hmm. Scott Spade, accompanied by Tiny 
and Mistress Misery. Yep. But that did not technically happen. No, no. Uh, it, it obviously, uh, to those who were there, Blaze kind of, uh, showed up to the ring by himself. Everyone was kind of puzzled. Uh, noted that he still came from the bottom stairway, uh, as the pal guys were known to do. Uh, you know, they didn't really blend locker rooms at that point, uh, even post feud. Blaze came out and apologized to everyone, shook your hand and Steve's. Humbly apologized to your guys' face. I was which, shocked. Which I know, uh, t- you know, when you first started here on, uh, actually even before, I think when you were just a guest here on, uh, this, on, on, uh, on this podcast, you, uh, you, you said you took it personally in the attack. And I think this kind of helped fix that situation. Uh, but he, he apologized to everybody. And you know that just just like you know just like country folk you know they they forgave him you know and he was willing to go at it alone until uh, until like you mentioned the uh, first appearance of uh, one Terry Allen making making uh, giving uh, um, Jim a uh, what the hell's the word an ultimatum thirty seconds to find a partner or uh, you know. He loses the titles. And, uh, yeah, he, he found a partner. Found, partner volunteered. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't look for the partner. The pa- partner found him. And it was an unexpected partner. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, like, I didn't know where Marco stood on this whole, like, because, I mean, there's still a little, uh, a, a little, you know, wonderment where everyone's standing as far as this grouping, as far as this connection, this agreement between Powell and SCW lie. And as we go month by month from this, we're starting to see who's all for it and who's like, who's against it. Uh, obviously at the end of that big six man or eight man elimination tag match, five, I don't know, ten, eight, whatever elimination tag match, you saw Aaron wasn't a fan of it uh, a couple months ago when Hunter tried to find an agreement with Blaze. Holiday wasn't a fan of it. Um, Scott Spade, I'm guessing, isn't really a fan of it either after the attack he did on uh, Jim last month. But, or this month, I'm sorry. Uh, but Marco seems to, you know, trust Hunter's judgment, being tagging partners for God knows how long, and uh, was, you know, decided to step up, give Jim Blaze a helping hand, and Obviously, it worked because they did pick up the victory against, uh, uh, their, who the fuck is it? Dysfunction. Dysfunction, yeah. And then they get attacked for it. Fucking Jimmy's finally, you know, fucking, you know, getting praised by the fans, and then he gets attacked. Kind of a tasty real mess and thing, but, I mean, still, it's not right. It, it was, uh, more of, um, uh, what do you call it? Poor sportsmanship? I oh, guess. yeah. It was 100% pettiness on, uh, Dysfunction's part. I get it, you know, they want to be tag team champions, you know, and, you know, but, uh, yeah, they, they didn't like picking up a loss and, uh, no, they, nobody, they made it. Nobody does. Yeah. No. But I think the coolest thing, even beyond this match, which was a good match, but I think one of the coolest things of this, this, uh, this, uh, moment was, uh, uh, Hunter and Marco inviting Jimmy to ascend the stairs to their locker room, not mm-hmm. having to, Descended and fucking dwell in that basement by himself. So I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it was an interesting thing, you know, sharing a locker room with Jimmy after that. Um, I, and I said on social media, I accepted his apology and all is forgiven. Um, it doesn't mean I'm going to be able to share a locker room with everybody from Powell at this point. It just takes time, man. There's a couple of individuals that still either need to apologize to me or get punched in the mouth. <laughs> time one of them, heals all wounds, bro. One of them is their referee, and the other one doesn't have a job. Well, Hefford don't count anymore. Hefford doesn't fucking matter, bro. Oh, but it does. In a way, it does. You, you put your hands on me, you, you're going to get punched. Plain and simple. Or, or apologize to me. Admit your wrongdoing. Uh, and all will be, all will be well. I'm quite, I'll be quite okay. Alright, um. Next matchup, we had a triple threat. Koa Laksamana took on Mason Perks and Kazile and got the victory. Yeah, we know there's a history between Kazile and Koa coming from, you know, dating back, you know, I guess, Realistically, Koa wrestled with uh, Kazile's dad. I don't know if that's a well-documented thing. I think it's been mentioned before. At least that's what I heard. I, I don't know too much about it. Um, I think they wrestled at WAA together or something like that. But uh, Kazile and Koa were both in that ladder match that Koa jumped off the top of the uh, the bathroom over there um, onto Kazile through a table. Kazayo gave Koa, which I believe, and I could be corrected by this, anyone who's listening can correct me on this, but I believe Kazayo gave Koa his first singles loss since his return to wrestling. Um, and then you got Mason Perks, who is an up-and-coming guy who's, you know, no doubt going to probably be the face of Powell one day. Uh, probably he's like one guy out of everybody that is benefiting the most from this Powell-SCW agreement. Because when he came out at that show, I mean, he, he wasn't booed. He was, and he was acknowledged as a pow guy by Steve. He wasn't booed. You know, the people kind of clapped for him. People kind of cheered for him. So he has a whole new, a whole new company worth of fans to support him through his journey in uh, professional wrestling. Uh, but yeah, a uh, lot of spots. This whole match was spot after spot after spot after spot after spot. Not one moment was dull, not, I mean, it's just, uh, God, like, just people flying all over, nonstop through the entire fucking thing. And then eventually we get a winner. And it was Cola. Yeah. Dude, dude is definitely setting himself up to be a future champion, whichever one that would be. Well, he could be. The first one to challenge Aaron Xavier later in the, even though I just spoiled it, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I was thinking when I was sitting at the, uh, announcer's table that, you know, uh, and we're going to talk about Mulligan's match here in a moment, but, uh, Mulligan's held that title for quite a while and he's ran through every person he faced. Uh, Cole could be the competition that Mulligan, you know, could possibly lose to and, you know, get relieved of that title. Yep. Before we get into that match, though, 
the mm-hmm. Genesis title. Let's uh the women's match happened. Um the champion Renee Van Peebles with C Red took on Angel. It's a match that I that we've seen at SCW a few times. I know it's a match that's happened countless times over the years, but it's a match that you'll never get bored of seeing. Mm-hmm. And I and I said and I I know I know I said this and uh, I think this match might get uploaded to the uh, Southland Championship Wrestling YouTube channel to watch. And I believe my commentary is going to be in it where I said these two women were hitting each other, striking each other harder than most men I see fucking there. Like the forearms they were throwing. Like you could hear them from the ring where we were sitting. Because both women knew how important that championship is and how they both want to have it. Uh, but I've always been a huge fan of Angel, you know, good or bad. Uh, and Renee Van Peebles, I'm, I'm, I'm developing a great respect for just because I get to watch her wrestle a little bit more, whether it be here or IPW and stuff like that. Um, but incredible women. And, uh, between them, Natasha Crane, uh, Nikki Nix, uh, hopefully, uh, Leslie Michelle, uh, SCW is going to be the brand that's going to be known for a strong women's division. Um, and I, and I think that's going to attract more challenges for RVP. She did pick up the victory over Renee Van Peoples. Um, and I think, I think that's going to bring more challenges to her. I think that's going to make a lot of good matches for the women at SCW. Hell yeah. Again, uh, still champion Renee Van Peoples. And it seemed like Renee and C Red got along that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good. They're like, funny how that yeah, works. They're 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 like a family. They get along sometimes. It's it's all about business at that point, man. Like I said, he's got doing what's best with business. One of one of his associates has a championship. That's more money for her. That's more money for him. Yep. Speaking of championships, let's get into the Genesis title match because I think it's one of my favorite matches. Um, this is actually a first-time singles meeting, if ever. Um, Chris Miller, the challenger, took on champion Sean Mulligan. That's what I heard. I, I did not know that until I believe you told me. And that was the first time that they ever uh, got together in the ring. And you know what? It, it it was a good fucking match. I'm glad I got to witness it first time ever. Chris Miller, I remember watching. He was on the first card I ever saw, Southland Championship Wrestling, back in June of 2017. He was a smaller kid then. He had shorter hair. And to see him develop and become the guy he is today, the more ruthless guy, the more hard-hitting powerhouse fucking dude, I honestly thought that, you know, he was going to walk away New Genesis champion. Unfortunately, uh, a slip, a slip-up on the part of... Uh, of um Chris Miller uh getting the uh Jameson blow uh shot right into his face, uh, temporarily blinding him, setting uh Mulligan up for the victory. So you call it dumb luck for Mulligan to walk out of it or bad luck for fucking Miller. But uh it was a great match all around and at the end of the day Mulligan is still champion and still going strong with it. Yep. I think he's I think he won it in like March and April of last year, so he's coming on to a year. That's right. I can't remember. I can't remember. I know he. I know he defeated Carrot. I just can't remember if it was March or April. But it's coming up to a year being champion. That's right. All right. Um. You know, we had 
basically both of these matches that are coming up, they are both main event quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, either one could have been a main event, and I would have been happy. Um, but we'll get into this one. It was the return of James Creed defeating his rival, former best friend, JPH. Yeah, you know what? And this and this is where booking is weird. Is like you think that you build up to something like this. So like you know you set them up for like a mega show down the road, but Creed didn't want to wait. Creed did not want to wait to get his hands on JPH, and JPH had no problem fucking obliging that request. Uh, we did see Creed pick up the win. It was hard hitting back and forth. There were there were moments where we thought that maybe even Creed's vic- you know return it was going to be short lived. JPH went after that leg pretty heavy throughout the entire match. Mm-hmm. But he got that elbow drop, he got that win, and uh, I know some footage was released on Facebook uh, after the show, and they had an altercation in the locker room, too. Yep, JPH was pretty petty about his loss, and he wa- apparently wants to end James Creed's career forever. Yeah. Because he didn't get the job done the first time. Yeah, well, I mean, and that and that just proves if if any if you guys know anything about wrestling, it proves that that little attack in the back means that JPH isn't accepting the loss and moving forward. He's gonna want retribution, and we'll see if he gets it. Yep. All right. Um, speaking of things, in the main event, it was Miles Mercer with C Red. Getting the victory over Aaron Xavier in what was supposed to be his last match ever. And who he was accompanied by Angel, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it was it was wonderful to see the match, you know, at, at in the moment. In the moment you look at that match like this. It, it, it's it's one of those matches that you're glad to be, you know, there live seeing because at the time you see it as Aaron Xavier's final match. Here's a guy who was an SCW frontline guy through the whole fucking war, a guy who fought for uh, his wife's honor against JPH multiple times in, in the hellish of fucking matches. You know, he was in the WrestleTopia ladder match. He was in a, you know, fan brings weapon match. He was in that 10-man tag, whatever the hell it was, against Powell and shit. Uh, I mean, even though he was in, you know, SCW for a short period of time, he's made an impact. I think he's only been there really for like a year and a half, if that. Um, So it was humbling to watch him face Miles Mercer because at the same time you look at it as like, you know, Aaron Xavier is the, the, the past of ARC where Mercer is the future. And so it was cool. Uh, it, it was, it was an unfortunate shock seeing Mercer pick up the victory, thinking that like, you know, Aaron's final match is a loss, but, uh, it, it wasn't, it, it's, it's not the end. We, we found out it wasn't the end. Even when, uh, Terry came out there and hugged him and Hunter came out and hugged him and you thought that was the end and people were going to pack up and leave, but it wasn't the end, Nubby. No, it was not the end. And here is why it wasn't the end. Here's why. Now, in the meantime of all everything, I was out there giving him the respect because me and him do 
have a little, you know, he, he was my boss at one point. Yeah. When he was the general manager of Crash Assisted Wrestling. That's a little history for you. Um, but again, this brings back to what I said on social media and even in Crash Tested, he's not the evil genius for, he's an evil genius for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's not called the evil genius for not a reason. Or something like you'll that. F- you'll find it. You'll find it. Points across though, Nubby. We're on it. <laughs> I'm getting there. He's Shut not called, he's not, he's not called the evil genius for nothing. Right. There we go. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> no problem. I knew you were going to get there. I'm just going to fucking the, help the, you This there. was a tongue. Well, because this shot, in a way, it shocked me, but I wasn't surprised. Well, and that's, and that's the thing. And Nubby, I mean, like, it, it kind of impacted you a little bit more than everyone else because you're the dude that had to make, uh, that fucking, uh, well, you, you could tell it, but, uh, you were involved in the, the aftermath of all this shit. I, unfortunately, I was, and I wish I wasn't. Um, even though I had to do my job, mm-hmm. I was forced to do my job. Well, for one, I wasn't going to uh, let Angel manhandle me. Yeah. Even though she kind of did, she actually gave me she gave me the mother look during the during the match with Miles when I didn't count the three for Aaron. <coughs> Like, that evil look. Like, you do something wrong and your mother looks at you like, mm-hmm. what the fuck did you just do? You're right. in fucking trouble. That was the look I got for 30 fucking seconds. So Angel, I was petrified. Angel Angel is one of those few women in the wrestling business that I don't even want to talk about how attractive she is because I don't want her to hurt me for talking about how attractive she is. Like she knows she is. Like that's not like that's it's not nothing new. It's not a spoiler to the fucking world. But it's just like it's like because it's me. If I talk about how like if I if I was sit here and, and this is just an example. I don't need Aaron or Angel coming to beat my ass. But if I was serious, like you know who's fucking hot in the fucking wrestling business? Angel. I feel like I'll get my ass kicked feel like it and, it's, and she has never done anything to make me think she would but i just i know she has like like you said that look that 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 kind of look is like is like are you really going to get in my way kind of look right it's terrifying 100 terrifying but what led up to that was so everyone was celebrating the mm-hmm. wrestling career for aaron xavier um, yeah. it was then Angel, out of nowhere, handed Aaron Xavier the call. It was it the call it call your shot, call your shot. Which you know it was weird. Like the moment that showed up, my first thought wasn't "Holy shit, he's cashing it in." My first thought was, "Oh, that's where that thing has been," because it wasn't shown all fucking night. But. As soon as she slid in, I was like, oh, okay, so it's been under the ring. Oh, damn. Yeah. Because then, so, then, the, because then you knew. Every, everybody in that fucking uh, building went from cheering Aaron and, and Hunter and Terry being in the ring together to absolute silence. And I think it's that silence that made Hunter realize something was wrong. Because right. he really didn't know. 
No. But at the same time, what what makes a crowd go from standing ovation clapping to silence? That's because you know something's about to fucking happen. Right. And he turned around and walked right into it. Yep. Well, I don't think he turned around, technically. Didn't he get hit from behind, or did he turn around? He turned around, and okay. Aaron, Aaron got him in the gut. And when he was over, he struck him in the back. It looked like it was the back of the head, back of the neck. But when he was hunched over, Aaron, like, hit him from behind. Because there was a point where I did have my head down and, like, you know, kind of sadness. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Aaron, you know, Aaron's a phenomenal wrestler. I give him that. But but he is an asshole. what What he did. I mean, I guess maybe not in a way because... He's he's got the bat for a reason. He can cash in at any time. So I don't agree with the way he did it. Yeah. But again, the shock factor it's not it's not shocking because this is Aaron Xavier, the evil genius, and he's done this before. He's turned on his best friend years ago at Crash Tested Wrestling. Yeah. So it's this isn't the first time we all should have saw this coming. There and you know there's a lot of people that it there's a lot there was a lot of reactions happening in this very moment. You obviously you had Hunter Payne betrayed, knocked out, laid out in the fucking ring. You had fucking Angel and Aaron laughing at what they just did. You have Terry wondering what the hell is going on until he realized that this was a cash in because Aaron handed him that bat. And he could only, he had to do the one thing, the only thing he could do, and that was to announce that this is happening because it's a cash in. And as, as Terry said it, any place, any time, any company against anyone, or I guess, I guess the SCW champion, um, he could cash it in. He could cash it in at POW at any fucking time. Could have. But, but he cashed it in at SCW when he told everyone he was retiring. Because he needed to do that, and he he had to do that to to get a false sense of security from Hunter. It it was sneaky, it was backhanded, but you know what? It fucking worked. And then they then then you forced into the fucking ring, doing that 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 slow ass fucking three count that you didn't want to fucking do, but you had no fucking choice. No, nah, I had that, no choice. That was your job to fucking get done. And he fucking, and now we have a new SCW heavyweight champion. It worked out exactly like they wanted it to. Um, and yeah, everyone felt foolish and stupid for believing it. Steve dumbfounded. I was shocked. Fucking Sammy Hagar second sitting next to me was fucking baffled. Eventually, you know, some people came out and, yeah. uh, the, 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 the most, on the most random fucking, like, never thought it would be people showed up to kind of stop them from being up under pain. Or so we thought, at the moment, we thought maybe it wasn't the case, though. Because if you, it was the, okay, it's the ARC. They came out, and what seemed yeah. like they were going to stop Aaron... But at the same time, it looked like they were getting ready to form the original ARC and beat up Hunter. Yeah, you know, okay, so yeah, 
and you're right. That, that's what I thought was going on. I thought they're coming out to do the whole like, hey man, hey, burst up, burst up, and then they're all going to beat the shit out of Hunter. Because I that's, didn't forget what C Red did. I didn't, and I know Hunter had. No, well, see, and, that, and that's the thing too is like when they first came out, I thought, oh, they're going to do a beatdown until they came out and kind of halted Aaron, and I thought they were just messing with the crowd again. Because I know their history between Hunter and C-Red. I was there when C-Red cost Hunter and Marco the SW Tag Team Championships. Um, and I know that there's heat between them because of that. But but they were truly out there to stop air. Not, I don't think they were out there to protect Hunter, just to more like tell them, like, hey, okay, you made your point. You know, save it for another day. And Aaron and Angel, I guess, didn't like the fact that they were kind of being told what to do by, I guess, non-veteran wrestlers and their friend, C-Red. Yep. And they showed what that they didn't like that. And all three members of the ARC got beat up, thrown out of the ring, whatever. C-Red did not get knocked out. He just got kicked. And then tossed out of the ring, so he Wait was up. okay. Make, yeah, make make sure you get your facts right. He wasn't knocked out, but I think enough damage was done to put the put looks on their faces like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, because oh, as shocking as you know what Aaron did to Hunter, it was. I think to me, what Aaron and Angel did to the ARC. Seemed a little bit more shocking because, I mean, again, they were all, well, Angel wasn't so much an ARC member, but it is still like, it seemed like there was a mutual respect between Renee and Angel at some point, but now it oh. seems like there's nothing. There's going to be no respect at all. And Aaron made the point that he's the, he's the daddy of SCW. He is the king. He he's by himself. Him and Angel mm-hmm. are by themselves. Yeah. No. Yeah, and it's. Like I said it. There, there was a lot of fucking emotions rolling through those last twenty twenty five minutes of the show, and uh, like I said it's. I know it's not over. I I, I know. I know. So I I know. You know. You know. Aaron's gonna be Aaron. He's gonna he's gonna flaunt everything that he did, mm-hmm. and uh, I know RVP isn't going to let Angel get away with that. I know Miles Mercer ain't gonna let Aaron get away with that. I'm sure as hell I know C Red ain't gonna let him get away with that. But that's the question I wanted to ask. I mentioned earlier in the show that I'm hoping the Power Hour can answer for me, and it can only come from C Red. Um, I respect Steve. Steve's a great guy, but I don't want Steve to give some kind of his thought and opinion on it. I want to hear from C red and I want to know what his mindset was going out there at the end of that. And what looked like it was them trying to help Hunter Payne. Because like I said, like we mentioned it, there's a history between the two. C red, uh, felt, uh, you know, felt like when this whole war went on, C red and Steve both said it. When this war started, they felt like they weren't being taken care of by SCW, that they were thrown in the line of fire by SCW and getting attacked and beat down by POW. 
Now, I don't know what happened in that locker room. Maybe maybe Jim Blaze fucking apologized to C-Red, and they let bygones be bygones, and they all kind of shook hands and became friends again. And I, I don't know what happened. But I would like to know from C-Red's perspective what he what his mindset was going out there with with Miles Mercer, with RVP, to confront Aaron Xavier and Angel to stop them from beating down a guy who C-Red has issues with. I would I would love to hear that response on the Power Hour tomorrow. Give us what we want, Power Hour. Yeah. Uh, uh, I agree 100% with all that. So the next uh, SCW show is uh, next month at Steam Hollow. It's going to be SCW Rock and Wrestling. Rock and Wrestling presents SCW Polar Plunge. I can't remember the date off the top of my head. Is it twenty something? I don't fucking know. Twenty something. Twenty. It's like it's like a it's a Saturday. That's all I remember. Oh, of course, it's a Saturday, bud. Twenty fourth. Twenty something. Um, twenty something. What is it, Nubby? I'm working on it. All you gotta do is pull up a calendar. Twenty something. Twenty fifth. Yeah, I can just pull up a calendar. It's whatever the twenty. Well, I want to get the. I want the. I want the. Get the exact date that they have. It is. It's twenty whatever in fucking February, man. There's only one Saturday that has a twenty on it. Yeah, but I thought maybe it was a teen. Who knows? No, twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Maybe it's the eighteenth. Yeah. Fucking know. Is it the eighteenth or the twenty fifth? It's twenty fifth. I just said that. Good for you, bud. Uh, uh, Rock and Wrestling presented by uh, presents SCW Polar Plunge at Steam Hall Brewing in Mantino in February. 25th. Uh, we'll have more information for it next month when we get closer to it, obviously. So, Nubby, got anything else to add as far as uh, indie wrestling? Um, Next week, we will talk POW Entertainment and Rocket Pro Wrestling, which is happening February 4th. I also just acquired a new show. Whether it'll be a permanent every time thing, I do not know. But on February 3rd, Freelance Wrestling has a show, and it's a special charity show. But more information on that next week, and I'll tell you exactly why it's special to me. You good? But other than that, I have nothing else for Indie Talk. Turtle Indie Talk. Guys, make sure you catch us on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling or the JFW Podcast. And you can find uh, you find our show when it's released on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling Podcast or the JFW Podcast. Uh, Nubby, that's all I got. I think we can ring the bell on this episode. Perfect! As always, I am Travis I am Nubby, the amazing turtle Kawabunga. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast.